What is going on, everybody? It's Andrew with Pride here. Today, we're going to be talking about the five top recovery hacks. So, talking about muscle recovery, this, some of this is going to apply just toward how sore you are. Some of this is going to be about actually optimizing the amount of muscle you're going to recover and repair because those two things are not the same, believe it or not. But just starting straight out of the gate, let's get to it. Massage. A lot of people think of recovery from massage just as like really deep tissue stuff, but truthfully, ultimately one of the most one of the most effective things about massage is that when you're doing these any kind of stroke really, it is getting fluid moving through the body. So uh, different kinds of waste product that happens or stagnant fluid in the body from exercising, from stretching, from breaking down muscle, your body needs to get rid of that somehow. And yes, even very, very small, smooth, slow controlled movements are going to actually help, uh, to get some of that fluid through you. And this also applies to foam rolling or self myofascial release as, um, some people would call it. Um, but that said, most studies show that the effectiveness takes place about two hours after, uh, after a massage or excuse me, after you've exercised, So the one downside to that is that what you're going to do is decrease the soreness. It is not necessarily going to improve the amount of muscle that you gain or uh, make you recover more muscle in the long run because what you're doing is you are decreasing the inflammation in the body and your body needs inflammation to actually rebuild muscle. So it's kind of a uh, catch-22. You're not going to be as sore but you're not going to gain quite as much muscle back as you would have if you had just gone through it. And again, we're kind of splitting hairs. I don't have any measure of how much more or less you would gain, but you know, it is what it is. That is, that is what we're seeing right now. Um, the second one, naps, sleep, you already knew it. Everybody already knows this. I don't know why my generation of lifters didn't prioritize this kind of stuff. We never really, we never really prioritized sleep. I mean, there was, there were literally programs that where it would be like, okay, you know, wake up, uh, four hours into sleep and go, go drink a casein, a casein shake because it's going to be slow digesting. So people are literally interrupting their sleep just so they can get some more calories in when it just didn't really make any sense to sense to do that. Like, like, you know, do you really need that 25 grams of protein or do you need sleep? Do you need your body to rest, repair and recover more effectively? Obviously it is the latter that shake isn't going to be life-changing for you. Uh, But that said, that does actually bring us to, uh, oh wait, no, I did have one little thing because everybody always talks about, you know, you need seven to nine hours of sleep. If you are sleeping five hours of sleep or less, that can decrease your testosterone by up to 15%. And I don't think I have to tell you how much testosterone affects your muscle gained and your recovery. And that's going to be a recurring theme in these next two, because this next one is protein intake and calories. If you are in a significant calorie deficit, you're always cutting weight, you're always cutting calories, that does decrease your testosterone. And let's say you even have a high calorie intake, but you have low protein. That also is going to create a less anabolic um, environment for your body. You're not going to be able to recover as much muscle. You're not going to be able to, uh, you know, recover as effectively. You're probably going to be a lot more sore. You're not going to be as repaired for your next workout. So you're going to be training less uh, frequently. You're going to be 
creating less breakdown that's going to be getting recovered and it just becomes this vicious cycle. You do have to be intelligent about how you're cutting calories because you still want to optimize your recovery at the end of the day. But my general rule of thumb, if we're just looking at protein, at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight. If you weigh 180 pounds, get at least 180 grams of protein, complete protein. Uh, sunlight. This one might be a little... Um, Maybe a tiny bit off the beaten path, but this is this is something that I have found in the you know ten years of me coaching is the things that we were doing thousands of years ago are usually the things that tend to be best for us. Getting out in nature, getting your feet in the dirt, getting sunlight, having high quality water, eating real food, sleeping a lot, having fresh air. It's crazy, but these things tend to be tend to be like some of the most effective things that we can do for optimizing our body at just a base level of hormones and, you know, movement. Um, but when we look at sunlight, sunlight is one of the ways that your body creates vitamin D or synthesizes vitamin D. I might be using that word incorrectly. Um, but vitamin D actually helps to convert or help, helps the body to produce more testosterone. And what does testosterone do, Glenn? It helps you build muscle. That's right, everybody. Something else interesting is actually one of the most important times to actually get sunlight is when the sun first rises, because getting that sun in your eyes is actually what gets your, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's actually what gets your circadian rhythm all, all aligned. So that is your sleep wake cycle. So getting sun in your eyes, not like staring directly into the sun or anything like that, but just getting sunlight uh, into your eyes first first thing in the morning or right when the sun starts to raise up that's what gets it going and this final one number five everybody is movement a lot of people think and i i used to do this uh which is really funny um after i would finish working out i would try to do as little as possible and you know i was like oh you know i need to recover so i shouldn't be using my body i shouldn't be using my muscles and the way that i actually figured out that that and again, I, w I, won't, I won't say that this was like definitive evidence or anything like that, but it was good enough evidence for me that I started using more active rests was my friend Kyle ends up hitting me up one day and he goes, Hey, come play basketball. And I was like, I can't, it's a rest day. And he goes, just come play dude. And I was like, fine. So I go play with him. And then the next day I was way less sore. I actually had a way more effective uh, weight training session that next day because I was getting some movement and a, a, re a really simple way to think about this is, um, so I, uh, I broke my wrist a few months ago, right? So I mean, I'll probably know that. Um, but this, uh, this wrist was immobilized for, I can't remember how long, but for a good little bit. And there was actually a period where I could look at my wrists from the front and like, just make a fist. And you could see how much thinner this wrist was like shockingly skinny comparatively. And you would think, Oh, well, Andrew's still grabbing things. Andrew's still moving things. Andrew's still doing stuff with his right hand. He's keeping those muscles active, but just that cast even being there, that little bit that it immobilized, the fact that I couldn't go front, back, left, right, inversion, eversion, uh, any of that kind of stuff, that created a big enough effect that all the muscles in my wrist were atrophying visibly. It was crazy how much smaller, I, I wish I would have measured it honestly, because it was, it was really crazy. Um, but yeah, getting movement. This doesn't mean you're going to start doing super intense like weight training sessions or anything like that, but going for a walk, going for a swim, playing a low impact sport, doing yoga or Tai Chi or Qigong or meditation or gardening or something like that. All those things are really simple version of movement. That's going to keep the body pumping. Uh, that's going to keep fluid moving through the body. That's going to get rid of, 
you know, tissue that we got to get rid of and get nutrients to the body that it's going to need more of. So, uh, yeah, that is pretty much that everybody. This might be one of my shortest episodes ever, but I think this one is very, very to the point guys. If you are lifting weights, you are folk or you need to focus on your recovery and optimize that as well. So those are the five best recovery hacks as far as I see it. And, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this right now, guys, and you've got any questions, sock it to me. I'm all ears. So until next time, guys, my name is Andrew and we'll see you later. Bye.